Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Vroom Vroom Ryman. Yeah. And we just watched last night. No, not that one. The other one. Yeah, Clive Owen was great in this. Coming up on the last night on the planet, and you're listening to CKRT. There are a staggering number of projects called Last Night. We watched the one from 1998. The 98 Canadian film. It's so Canadian. It is maximum Canadian. Uh, before we get started, big ol' thank you to Steven, our Patreon producer. Thank you. Who uh, uh, told us to watch this movie. And we did. We watched this movie called Last Night from 1998. This is a movie, uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's about the last night for Earth. The end of the world. The world is ending. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's... Uh, Listed the genre when I first looked it up is listed as downbeat, and I was like, "Oh no, downbeat!" It's from the right, yeah, it's like like oh, opposite of upbeat. Mm. Jesus, it's from the writer of Blindness, to which I also went, "Oh no, he's also the star." I've not seen that. Blindness is a really bleak movie. Um, this this movie's got a lot of um, like weird. It's it's through Ca- Canada. It's got um. A lot of weird little, like, filmmaker stuff. Like, there's a lot of filmmakers in this. Cronenberg, obviously. Yeah, David Cronenberg. Sarah Polly, isn't it? Sarah Polly. Also, the director of Hardcore Logo and Pontypool has a cameo in this. uh, And, in fact, one of the characters in this is the character in Hardcore Logo. Billy Talent, yeah. Yeah. Is the sex maniac in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, he's a sex hero. Sex hero. Sex hero, yeah. We'll call him sex hero, yeah. Yeah. It's, um... So yeah, it's also like it's like a Y two K movie. I realized because it's oh, yeah. nineteen ninety eight. Very much. And I was so. like, right? Yeah. Because it's about the idea that the world is going to end at midnight. Um, I don't know why it would <laughs> coincidentally because it seems like the sun is going to vaporize them. The idea, and they don't call attention to it right away. But when I started realizing, like they're saying it's nine o'clock p.m. and, and it's, it's broad light daylight. Out. Yeah. So yeah. for a second there, I was like, does the sun not set in Toronto? Because I'm I've, right. I've never been to Canada, but like no. It's just really subtle. And then it, it becomes obvious at the end as they sort of the coda for each character's storyline is is the a bright flash of light as if the sun is suddenly flaring out yeah. the lens. And so it's um yeah, it's about it's very um ah uh, jeez. I, I don't want to say pulp fiction. It's very much um that idea where it's a series it there's a bunch of movies like this playing by heart for some reason comes to mind where it's a bunch of stories that seem uh unconnected that then start weaving together right and it's it's all these different people and how they're handling the last 
uh, day on Earth, which I actually personally thought is... I've been thinking about that concept for a while. I think it would make a really good uh, miniseries because my problem with end of the world stuff, because there's a few of these, right? Yeah. Melancholia. Um, I actually. I, 444. Yeah. I sort of hate this premise. That well, What I was about to say is the premise, in my opinion, is really hard to pull off as a movie because you don't necessarily like have enough time in a movie. Um, and that's why, yeah, it, it's such um, it's such a very like basic premise idea that we've it's a, seen. It's a re- it's like the most basic high concept that you can be. And it's it just it's it's we've seen it so many times, and it's been done but so not, many times, particularly in the last twenty years. Right, but not as many series, as far as I know. That's why I keep thinking, like, why hasn't anybody made a mini series where you spend enough time so that when the world ends. Because it, w- you need to make it so that it absolutely ends, right? That's the point um, of this premise. It I matters. Think more, I think you they've know? done one where it didn't, but like, yeah, Melancholia, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Um, there was one very recently. Oh shoot, yeah. that I can't remember, but we covered it on Hypecast like a year or two ago. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, what do you think of this one? The, I went on a journey with this film. Um, I really didn't like it for the first 20 minutes. Okay. Um, but as the movie went on, I became, I started to become really impressed with the directing. Um, and then by the end of the film, I did wind up finding it kind of moving. Yeah. Uh, kind of the same. I, I wasn't, I didn't hate it at first, but I was very cynical about it for the reasons you're saying, which is like, it felt like, oh, fresh out of film school, 90s-esque. Well, and it's um, like the main... Gen X edginess, yeah, you know? Yeah, because the main character is also the writer-director. Exactly, um, and, and that's his a character, big red flag. Oof, he comes off... I think his character is the weakest of the movie, part of the movie, although by the end he makes sense and you understand him. Yeah, and I thought they did a good job with that. They did. Um, it's just like up front he really does seem he almost seems like a dennis leary character although he's yeah, not i thought we were gonna get like buffalo 66 where it's like it feels like just him jerking off the whole movie yeah, i was you know? really worried about like i was worried like it was gonna be okay this is my soapbox to it's the end of the world so i'm gonna tell everybody like he's bill hicks in his own mind i'm gonna tell everybody yeah. what i think about them and all my problems with the world so it, it the first scene with him having fake christmas dinner with his family does come off like that and it's like repellent mm-hmm. like he's he he's not likable in this scene no, there's, there's yeah, like, he because... plays the character in such an odd way that you don't you don't really understand his character for a long time and it's a big risk he seems like for a, dick. a movie yeah he seems like a dick yeah um and so, like, yeah, it starts with, like, basically this family having a Christmas dinner. Um, well, it starts, and this is important, because there, I, I was also impressed by how the writing worked. Um, and, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's more satisfying than I expected. So yeah. it starts with him lying on the floor, and he gets a message from the gas company assuring him that here on the, on the final hours, they're going to keep the lights on, essentially. They're going to keep things going. Um, and then... Um, I think that's when we get Sandra O. Oh. I forget. That... We get her. Yes, we get her first, actually. Yeah, because she gets her car flipped. Yeah, um, she's, she's going like... inside to get to get a bunch of groceries and a bottle of wine. And as she's in, in the store, this random group of people just flips her car over and pushes it down the street. 
and they're showing. Uh, I, I thought this was smart. Um, yes, so first this of all, is a thing sh- that uh, this was one of my complaints with the other movies that we mentioned is there's not enough of this in it. Yeah, well, she um, she plays the character Sandra. Apparently, this was written for her. Um, but like they show her like in this abandoned supermarket, and the th- the subtle things that they start doing is like she's picking between two wines, and it's like just take them both. Like that idea where th- throughout the film, there's this idea that at the end of the world, people are still kind of stuck in little habits. Does that make sense? Yeah, you um, have David Cronenberg is still at work at the gas company giving everybody yes. a message. We show the gas company and there's this one woman working there and her, he's his, her shitty boss. And he's just like, so I'm going to head out. And she's the last person there to like basically keep things going. Um and again, you're like, why is she doing this? But it's like that thought of like, well, what else am I going to do? It, it, what else am I going to do? This yeah. is my life. And there's a lot of little things like that. Like at the dinner, they're like to the grandmother, like we got you some ham because you can't eat chicken and it, because of your condition. And it's like, what does it fucking matter? You know, they're all going to die in like four hours. Yeah. It starts about four hours to the end of the world. Um and yeah, this family Christmas, and he's sort of, he's being a real edgelord. Um, the dad, right. by the it's, way, It was is, so off-putting to, be, yeah. to watch an independent movie from the 90s starring the writer-director, and the very first scene, he's a fucking maximum edgelord. I was like, oh no, how long is but, this movie? <laughs> right, but the beauty is... I, know, I, I, is I, that, I, just, I thought we had another pool hall junkies on our hands. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing, is what he's actually setting up is an arc, yeah. So that's yes. nice. That was um, nice. But it, yeah, but it, it is like, you're like, is he going to be like this the whole time? Is it going to be people hanging out at the end of the world? You know, just like doing stuff, having edgy conversations. And it's like, ah, better not. Yeah. Um, and um, his dad is too. <laughs> his dad is the ultra paranoid a- alien from the TNG episode. I think it's called Connected where Picard and uh, Crusher are psychically connected. So shout out to that guy. Sure. Um, so... It's the family is like extreme denial. They don't want to face it. And then they're sad that he's leaving because he wants he's like, I don't want to be here for it. I want to be alone. Um, And there's this question of like, where do you want to be? And it's a question I think everybody has asked, you know, and it's a fun question. Like, what would you do if it was the last day on Earth? Yeah. Who would you Um, who would you spend it with? What would you do in your life? He doesn't want to spend it with his family, essentially, in there. You know, they're sad about that. But you get the feeling that there's like some trauma there. Maybe they didn't have the best relationship. You know, there's this feeling of like, well, it's maybe telling they're just trying like, to make up for it at the end. Yeah. The end. And like his sister, Sarah Polly, is also leaving. But then they tell they tell her that they tell the, the parents that she's going with her boyfriend to see her boyfriend's parents. And they're fine with that. Right. And they're like, why do you want to be alone? Yeah. Um, and because we also don't is. know his what has happened to him at this point. So I, yeah. there, there's also that they additional do a great job. layer of it. They do a great job yeah. with some reveals in this movie. <laughs> there's some really good exposition in this. Um, so we're we're t- we have all these pieces starting. There's this guy with his family. There's the gas company, a, a woman, and, a, and David Cronenberg. Um, and there's Sandra O, oh, who's trying to get somewhere, and her car is flipped. Um, so he leaves, right? Um, and basically, what starts happening is like. Everybody starts intermingling, right? Sandra O oh gets on this bus and like it's clear that just like the world is so broken, right? There's people doing like light chaos, but it's not like 
it's also kind of like it's, it's, chaos. Yeah, it's also kind of like New Year's Eve chaos, or like we just won the World Series chaos. Yeah, we're here for the end. They've accepted it. People have known for a while. It yeah, it's been. Like. It, they've, um, they say it's been two or three months. Yeah, she gets on a bus, and there's like a woman and her kid, and and she's waiting for the bus driver. And she's like, "How how long have you been waiting here?" And they're like, 20 minutes." And he's like, "Do you know where the bus driver's coming?" And she's like, "What bus driver?" And it's clear that this woman has just lost her mind. <laughs> Um, and she's just here with her kid who's like complaining, her teenage kid. Right. Her kid, um, her kid's saying something like, I wanted to get my ears pierced. Yeah. And so it's like, they're just, people are, yeah, some people have just completely broken down, you know, um, I like everybody's. That, I, what I, what I began to get impressed with in terms of the direction was, First, he, he, there's some bold <laughs> decisions made here in terms of not necessarily shots, but like the music, yeah, um, is is a little over the top in some in a couple of sequences, but it's very effective. Uh, where it like the movie is able to go through the the tone that the different tones that it wants without ever being too much of a downer, without ever being too like. Uh, like witty you know what i mean like like being like oh look at how charming our gallows humor is it like really manages to maintain this really human tone that is sometimes melodramatic it's sometimes very funny it's sometimes frightening there's a couple of scary moments in this movie yeah it's funny but not haha funny no um it's it's also very it's it it gets you know it gets very sad but it's also like it 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 never lingers on it it's like i like i said it ultimately ends up being really moving because it ends up being a lot of snapshots of what what it's like to just be a human being, I guess. Yes, it it sort of like when I finished watching, it, I walked to the other room and like said to Han, like I think I just I think I watched like a really neat movie. Yeah, I think it was really like, good. It was kinda, yeah, it was like huh, and I like kind of walked around thinking about it for a little bit for that reason, just like this is yeah, um, and so like it was a good movie ultimately because you know not not many movies make me walk out of it and like sit there and like puzzle it for a bit and go, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so we meet apocalypse jogger. Who's who I want to be. I love the she's apocalypse just running jogger. around. Yeah. She's just running around saying like four more it's hours. Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's a hero. Yeah. And then we meet, um, sex hero, other hero, sex hero. And Billy he's like, he looks like, yeah, he looks like a member of sugar Ray. He, um, he, the, a sex worker comes to his house is that we first, me and and she um you know it's like kind of awkward and then he says something along the lines of like i want you to know it's not because you're black and she's like yes it is uh and then they have sex and what we learn is the uh, what happens next is his school teacher is there yeah and then it's clear he's having sex with her what we learn is that he is just ticking off every sexual box he hadn't gotten to yeah um and he has like a serial killer room of it of like sex, his madness room, which is his kitchen, his yeah. sex that was a little, kitchen. That was a bit of a chilling reveal when he shows it to the main yeah. character. Because every, every, you know, sort of encounter he has with a woman, you see him go into this room and close the door. And then he comes out. He puts out, on the same like soul music. He puts on the same music. Yeah. He comes out around the back and yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> basically his arc is we learn that he's the friend of the main character and um he he this whole thing is sandra O oh encounters the main character and she's like i just got to get to my husband and they're trying he's basically trying to help her yeah which i would argue 
for the most part, this was my end of the world day where I was like, I wouldn't mind going on like a fun little adventure. Like he, he's basically like, let's, let's steal a car. And then I, I love how they do this. Cause he's so confident until they smash open the car. And then she's like, do you know how to do this? And then it occurs to him. It seems like he doesn't know how to actually steal a car. Um, he was so like confident that he could do it that was one of without the, thinking about it. That was one of the funnier bits. Cause they let it ride. Yeah. They, 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 um, you know, they sort of park the camera and they frame Sandra O oh through the steering wheel. And she's she has a, quite a bit of dialogue where she's talking about yeah. her husband and her relationship as we're not really paying attention to what he's doing right away. And then it, yeah. it eventually, like he's fiddling on the floor. It eventually gets to the point where he's like jumping up and down on the steering wheel almost before she finally yeah. asks, do you know what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> He has no idea. Nope. No idea. He's um, he's seen people hotwire cars in movies just like the rest of us. That's yeah, the limit exactly. of his knowledge. Um, and basically the sex guy's arc is that he turns out to be the guy to lend them the car and a friend. And like their last conversation, he's like, do you want to have sex? And right, like yeah. they have to have this really because he's like, that's on my list. Mm-hmm. You're my good friend. And he basically has to like say like, no, <laughs> like I don't. I don't. He, the way he puts it is like, I don't want to have bad sex today. It's the last day. I don't want that on my mind. The other guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like the two versions where one guy's like, I want to do it all sexually, and the other guy's like, I don't even want to think about sex today. Right. And we learn. We eventually learn that his wife died, and his his yeah, wife a, died very recently. Yeah. Basically, he says like <clears throat> near the end, he's like, my wife died, and then I was told that the world was ending. Yep. Um. <laughs> And so that it puts it all together because when Sandra first goes to his house, she's like, I don't want to like, she's like, can I use your phone basically? And she's calling um, her husband who we don't know who he is yet, but I kind of knew like, Oh, at this you point, did? Once that, you was, reali- that was a surprise to me, but yeah. Uh, w- once you realize that it's all going to click, I'm like, well, right. who's like here? who else could it be? If her husband ends up being David Cronenberg. Yeah. Um, because he's leaving and it's like, and then they, they never say it. I don't think, but they show like, him going to home and like having dinner and like there's clearly a plate like there's a lot of show don't tell which is nice and one of the things they do is she's like i i don't want to keep you i think you like you're clearly your family's coming and he's like i don't have a family i live alone she's like why do you have what do you have pictures these pictures there's all these pictures that are drawn by little kids on the walls and he says oh those aren't my kids those are someone else's kids and that's all he says. So you're like, at first, well, he gets, it's like... He gets one other line in there. He says, from daycare, I think, or something. He says, like, yeah. he says daycare or preschool or something. Right. But the the implication from the way he says it is that he doesn't know the kids. Like, you're like, why do you have a bunch of kids' drawings and you don't seem to have any emotional attachment to the kids? Where he's just like, yeah, those are other kids' drawings. Uh, other people's and kids. And he doesn't say, I'm a teacher. And so you're like, huh. And then later, you, they show the pictures again once you get a little more insight into this guy and all the pictures are saying, get well soon. Mm-hmm. And that was all I needed to realize like, oh, fuck, he had somebody and that person died. Um, but then he spells it out later. But that, that was a really good exposition where you just show these And they still don't really twice. give you much, yeah. He just, yeah, they don't give you much she, until he then says it. She find Sandra O oh finally corners him, and he says like one or two, but they still keep it real vague. He just he just says what you said, like yeah, she got sick, she died, and then I learned that the world was going to end, and that's really all he says about her. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and that's yeah, 
Uh, but of course, we can imply really cool. that she was a school teacher or something. You know. Yeah. It's it's and they do the same thing with Sandra O, oh, where they never tell us like, oh, David Cronenberg was my husband. They just show right. her listening to the gas company machine and weeping, and then they yeah. make the connection. At the very end, so what happens is she keeps trying to leave. She steals, She they try to steal a car that doesn't work. Um, she, I feel like she gets somewhere and then has to come back. Um, she, so that's when they borrow the car of the sex hero. Um, <laughs> sex hero slash maniac. And at first, at first he doesn't want to give it to her because he's like, they're collectible cars. I don't want to die with only two cars. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and again, it's a lot of people like set in their ways in these really silly ways. But finally he's like, okay, fine. Here's the car. And she, um, gets attacked in a traffic jam and is saved by, um, Sarah Pauly's boyfriend, uh, boyfriend yeah. or husband. Yeah. Boyfriend. Um, but, she does you know, Sandra doesn't know the connection. Um, and then we see that they, of she, course, aren't going to his parents' house. They're just going to some party in the street. Yes. Um, and so they're hanging out in the street. Mm. So Sandra O comes back and is like, and is like, she doesn't know. I think she doesn't know what to do. And that's when he's she just, just goes ultimately back to his like, apartment. Yeah. yeah, ultimately, he's like, you can be here for this. Um at some point she reveals that what her plan was originally that her and her husband at midnight were going to shoot each other. Um, they were going to go out on their own terms essentially. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Cronenberg is just having the worst end of the day, end of the world. Um, and it's the point that he doesn't make it to the end of the world. He, he has to eat dinner alone. Yep. Um, he eats his little ice cream alone and then he gets like, yep. murdered by some idiot. Just some just dude. random idiot. Yeah. yeah. Because again, it's this chaos, right? Where yeah. this his girlfriend is just like annoyed with him, yeah. and he and Cronenberg goes out in the most Cronenberg way, oh, where yeah. he's like, "I'm not the one who's scared." It's haunting. You are. His, his yeah, death and he descends into like yeah, he descends into like the darkness of his house, and you're right. like, "Jesus!" He, right, he backs up away from the guy until he's just a silhouette, and then the shot ends. Yeah, yeah, and we later see him dead. Yeah, but Sandra, oh, when she's at uh, our main character's house, she he she checks her his messages because she called him and said call me back here and his messages are full and his last message is the gas company one which is clear is her husband because she's just crying and listening to it on a loop yep um oh so it's kind of this idea yeah you're seeing all these different aspects right things going right things going wrong for mm-hmm. people everybody's trying to things being do really their own thing things being really poetic and nice things being really tragic yeah. Things being the world's l- bittersweet, like that guy throwing his sad piano recital. Oh yeah, that was great. Where yeah. he's just like, I finally got, I finally my- got it. Yeah, yeah. And there's like um, six people there, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. Bone chilling things like the world's largest guitar jam. Bone oh chilling. my god! Yeah. Worst way to end the world. Real, it's Randy Bachman holding a, a, a <laughs> the world's largest guitar jam for like the last ten minutes of the world or something, and he's leading like thousands of people in playing taking care of business i cannot imagine a worse song to be (laughs) on loop at the end of the world it's so perfect it was Um, such a good little thing to throw in there yeah yeah and then like i also by the way sandra oh why didn't she do it like a week like this is some last minute planning by the way on her part but whatever um 
Because, like, don't pick the end of the, the last day on Earth no, to do your errands. That's like going out doing shopping on Christmas Eve. Exactly. You're setting yourself um, up for failure. You, you should have had you should have had the food and the wine and the guns at home. Exactly. But again, it's 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 supposed to they treat it like Christmas or New Year's, so it's about like how people it's sort of that's what's interesting. It's sort of like a holiday movie. Um, when you think about it, because what are most Christmas movies about? Loneliness, shopping, last minute things. So it's like, don't you have someone? Yeah, not Don't preparing. you have someone yeah, on Christmas? Have, yeah. And that's the, one of the arcs is, don't you have someone? And he's like, I don't, I don't want somebody. Like the parent, you realize that why he's so mad when the parents are like, you're going to be with someone? It's like, no, my fucking, I think wife or girlfriend died and I'm not over it. I wasn't like... Because normally he would, if the world was an ending, it would be perfectly acceptable for him to still be alone and mourning, right? Yeah. But because it's the end of the world, people are like, that's old news, right? We're all going to die. Like, that's the significance, right? Is like, everybody's like, we're all going to die. So what's the point? He's still feeling this other death. Yeah. And he, he says that way where he's like, back when people died, like, individually and not all at once. <laughs> yeah. Like... Um, and so there's this nihilism where it's like the world doesn't care about his pain anymore. No, and they're can't. just like there's like no capacity for the world to care about his pain anymore. Right? Yeah. Why you, would you, it? you would think. You would think. But that's what this movie's. Ex- that's part of what this movie's exploring. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ab- absolutely. And so like people are just like, why don't you have a woman? Why not? Why aren't you with someone for this end of the world? And that's what people are bothering him about. Um, and and so like you once you realize that you you realize why he's an asshole you know and again it's this weird combination of like nihilism and then also like when he hangs up on his dad he says i'll call you later yeah and it's like five minutes till the end of the world and it's like no you won't yeah but everybody's just going through the motions not thinking about it anymore you know right yeah because you you couldn't really i guess yeah you could Um, but like i don't know this the man this movie is like really really kind of moving in a lot of ways where it yeah it's a it's a yeah it's a great exploration of what the human reaction really would be um without not being boring because like it's it's obviously the more entertaining version right um but it's about like the whole spectrum and him and sandra oh basically accept that like okay i guess it's gonna be us for the end um i'm stuck with this stranger Mm -hmm. and she's like make me fall in love with you <laughs> real quick. Um, and basically he tells her his story and they agree. And you can tell he's like, not quite into it. And she's like, listen, at, at 12 o'clock we blow our brains out. And I, I would be like, well, what if it doesn't explode? We'd look like real silly, you know, yeah, we'd but look, we'd, we'd look real childish. Yeah. Um, and, uh, meanwhile they go back to the parents and he called the parents and they're happy. They're like, Oh, he's with someone who is it he wouldn't tell and so like they're happy in that weird parent way where it's like again like what's the point they're just glad he's not alone i love the old woman who basically says fuck the kids yeah fuck them kids <laughs> yeah she basically goes like you know people always talk about the kids who cares about the kids they they haven't lived yet yeah. i've been around for 80 years like i matter more <laughs> <laughs> the kids don't know what they're missing yet yeah it was really funny um and the woman in the gas company um what the sex the sex hero was like i my last one is a virgin and that's how they connect the woman at the gas company she leaves work early to go have sex with this guy yeah with the sex maniac Um, they find each other Um, yeah he has a a website 
Ad, yeah, ad, he has a ad, advertising his sex heroism. All right. And basically we see um, everybody have their last moments. Yeah. Um, and our main character and Sandra O oh both have the guns to each other head. And right at the end, they, they don't, they don't shoot each other. They kiss each other instead. Basically they'd rather go out in a moment of love and compassion than yeah. a moment of yeah. violence. Yeah. And that, and then, and then the, the lens flare happens and that's, that's the end. And that was a yeah. real, that's a hell of an image to end your movie on. It really is. Um, and it's a fascinating film. Um, and yeah, really good. And what it is, so what it is, is like, I don't know. The, the end of the world is, I, I, it's I, what we said at the beginning. It's a chance to be really edgy, right? Yeah. And like, I, normally, I always think about, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You ever read, um, was it Haunted, the Chuck Palahniuk film? I, ha- uh, I haven't, film book? but I, you've talked about it a lot. He has a short in that about the end of the world as well. That mm-hmm. was a very interesting one because it's all about the logistics, right? So there's like it's there's interesting details that you can go into. In that one, it's that humanity. It's actually mass suicide. Humanity learns that there's an afterlife and it's awesome, but there's also reincarnation. So they decide to everybody must die. So there's no reincarnation. Is the idea no one can have any more kids? <laughs> Um, it's a very silly idea. And they, they do the um, Children of Men thing where there's a commercial suicide pill. And they're talking about the logistics of that, how it had to, like, they sold it off the counter first, and then people would just die in the aisles. So they had to, like, start selling it behind the counter. And it's all about these, like, weird logistics of talking about, like, well, how would this play out, right? And that was what this feels like, right? Where it's like, well, all right, end of the world, what would realistically happen? It's like, well, people would still be working because there would be infrastructure that we needed um how does that get decided you know who are the most passionate people involved other people would say i don't give a shit anymore people would be rioting in the streets but it's this very like again it's it, it it's either people have mentally just broken down um or they've just they're just you know probably drunk and nihilist and just having i, th- I fun. think it's it feels yeah because you know it's a couple of months since they learned that doom is upon us so it's like it's hard not to see like the pandemic in this or even like even not y2k like y2k yeah. was a big panic but we did sort of stop caring about it after a while before but you know before anybody came out and said we solved it oh or yeah it wasn't and, that yeah. really that big of an issue to begin with like it's you know the, with the pandemic was the same thing where it's like within weeks we had people that were like fucking done with it right how do you deal with unimaginable horror yeah um most of the time your your brain just has a bottleneck where it's like i'm only accepting so much of this and like for better or for worse right the pandemic is a great version of that because yep. it's like we are all numb to it. Even the people who are doing the right thing, even the people who are accepting what was happening. It's like, you can't just sit there and think about it all the time. No, you can't sit there and go, I can't believe how many people are dying. It's a fundamental part of being human, right? Like that's because ultimately, like like I, I had said, like, this is a, feels like a bunch of snapshots of humanity, right? Like this is like experiencing kind of a, what human life is in in this within this context and this 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 nation this time period etc um part of a fundamental part of being human is the knowledge that we're going to die right like we know it's going right. to so it's like this is this on an accelerated timetable but it's it's 
that aspect of humanity that I think is a big part of that device's function, I guess, in this movie is that ticking clock that, that we, that sort of being alive, like existence puts on all of us. But part of existing is that you can't think about that all the time. Like it's we're you and I are dealing with that right now. Like there's a, there's a, a, a relentless a death approaching us both, but you know, we're not, we can't think about that all the time. Oh cause... yeah. That's, that's the, that's kind of what these, uh, you know, the plot of the end of the world is really about, right. Is the inevitability of death. Yeah. The fact that we're all going to die at some point that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that is so fucking overwhelming. It's too huge. It's too big that most of your day and your time, you just don't think about it because honestly, What's the, What's the point? point? You can't do anything about it. And I think that's yeah. what this movie is po- a big, you know, it's what big part of what the movie is positing, right? Like it's, is anybody's, dis- what anybody decides to do with their final moments, is it any, you, you know, within reason, obviously, but like how, is it, How's any, it different than anything exactly, else? Exactly. Everybody has final moments yeah. and mo- a lot of people don't even realize it at the time. Right. Some people do. It's it's it. That's what it is. It's like it's forcing the issue, right? Mm-hmm. This premise is about forcing the issue. It's about, okay, everybody has to stare death in the face at the same time. What happens? And a lot of these movies, weirdly enough, don't do what this movie does, which is a series of vignettes following uh, and that's kind of like when i keep saying about a mini series where i'm like it's too big you can't do it in an hour and a half two hours but this movie did manage to do it and the way they managed to do it is to do a bunch of little stories throughout the apocalypse um and that's a very smart way to do it um because again how do you cover it you can't just follow one person yeah you know because then you're only following one aspect of how people react to it. And the problem is it is that the same way, um, you know, death is numerous uh, and, and, and random, so are people. So it's like you can't, you, even this movie can't cover every single way uh, people would right. react this, to something like Even this. this movie is extremely limited in what, what types of experiences it portrays, for sure. But it's trying to handle a spectrum yeah. and do it in a way that... It, you know, in a way that feels good and and uh, isn't a bummer. This movie wasn't a bummer, by the way, if people are wondering. I didn't find it that much of a bummer. No, it is. You know, it's sad. It's bittersweet, bittersweet in a lot of yeah. parts. But like, yeah, like I said, it's more moving than, than it is a sad movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I, like, uh, I like the random horror beats. Like I had mentioned the music. It gets real bold in a couple of sequences. Like there's a long shot of Sandra O oh walking down the street, and it's kind of like the most apocalyptic version we've vision of the city we've seen so far. And they play right. that there, and they so they they play the horror music again when the sex maniac is showing off his little dungeon room. It's oh little, yeah, his little planning hut. Yeah. Um. And there's an. I mean, there's another one when like Sandra O oh, I think is walking across a bridge. Like there's he does. They, we don't it's really. A, it's a Go ahead. It's a dangerous world. Right, and they yeah. don't go too much into right. it, but they go enough into it right. that you realize like some horrific things are being done. Oh yeah. In this in this on this day because no one cares, you know. Right. It doesn't matter. Like I mean Cronenberg gets murdered like just yeah, for randomly Lord knows no reason. What reason. Yeah. Um one of the cars they flag down it's it's clearly like <laughs> we should not put Sandro into that car. 
That's the director of Hardcore Logo, by the way. He's one of the people in the car. Hell yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a funny moment where he's pulling, he's trying to flag cars to give her a ride, and it's just these th- three, like, just scumbags. They, well, they, they and, look like three like, of the gang members from Batman Forever. Yeah, they do. And, and just they're like, just, never they're mind. just leering at Sandro. Yeah. And he's just like, never mind. Yeah, you know what? We're all right. We're all set here. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Yeah, a like, I like that they don't, detail. like, dwell on it, but they still. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously this movie would get, like, more into, like, the purge territory if it was going. No, it's it's happening in the background. Right, it is happening. And then right. every now and then it intersects with what they're trying to do. Right. Because it's not that. It's, again, it's, it's an interesting view of humanity because, for example, the purge movies, to the purge movies' credit, one of the things that always bothered me when I first heard of the purge mm-hmm. was like i don't believe humans would do that and what the purge movies did very smartly is they show that it was actually instigated by the government i don't know if you saw the first purge I did, the, movie, yeah. the first we covered purge. It, Dave. yeah 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 they don't kill each other and the government has to make them start so it has to be the cycle of fear and paranoia that everybody starts um hurting each other and so this movie recognizes the fact that there are people who are just trying to be good and decent, you know? Um, and there are other people who just don't give a fuck. And then there are people who are genuinely just being really bad. Um, and it, 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 it doesn't like dwell on any one of those. It's trying to show that spectrum again. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it does it pretty well by not focusing on the chaos, but having the chaos always kind of there. Yeah. Having it getting in the, way. in the background. And yeah, and, oca- yeah and occasionally getting in the way in, in big ways. Yeah. Like trying to travel, which is what Sandra O oh is doing, is pretty much impossible as the idea is. Like trying to get from one side of the city to the other, it's like you can't do that. You just can't. No, they like yeah, the first thing we see is they flip her car over just you know, for shits and giggles. And then later they yeah. flip the bus with the, yeah. the mom and her, her teenage kid inside. Yeah. Again, just for the fuck of it. Yeah, just for because yeah i don't know it's a very interesting film very like definitely gonna stay with me for a very long time yeah it's a real unexpected one i I wasn't i didn't especially after again the opening trust me if if you give this movie a shot stick with it because the first scene is not you you got you got to get more of the picture like don't don't judge it based on your first impression of the main character (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. And again, he, it's it's the good kind of writer-director starring where he's taking the hit in a way. He's like, I'm going to be the jerk at the beginning of this. Um, and he did good enough that, like, he, by the way, he's an actor. He's in a lot of things. He's actually in a lot of David, David Cronenberg films. That makes sense. Yep. He's in The C- Crimes of the Future most recently. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. He's done some stuff that I, I guess I have to see. There's, he did something with um, Brendan Gleeson called The Grand Seduction that's fairly recently. And I'm like, well, it's not. It's 2013. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of need to see more of his films. I assume a lot of them are like kind of quirky comedies. Um, but that's just a guess. Um, I don't know. But like this was enough to make me go like, shit, I guess I'm going to have to see, you know more of this person's films but like he's mostly an actor he's acted in more movies so oh, it makes sense why he'd cast himself yeah that's sure. good and easy yeah, right that's good and easy yeah <laughs> yeah and again he did fine you know yeah uh it's a hard job 
He's 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 a, it's an it's an um odd performance until it starts to become clear if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um why he's this why way. Why he's behaving the way he's behaving. You're like, "Oh man, this is just <laughs> Sandra O's great as always. Oh, she's Cronenberg, she's really good. Yeah. Cronenberg, I always expect him and I think it's because he like has that vague um uh, fucking David Lynch look to him like mm-hmm. he's this like old weirdo yeah with you know I always expect him to be more of a weirdo than he is um, when he appears in films uh, this movie and Jason X I guess are the two <laughs> well Nightbreed <laughs> and Nightbreed he's the murderer <laughs> yeah um, he's less he's more of a it's he's a Lumberg type in this like he's shitty boss um, and he's just sort of like a boring serious old guy um, like at first I, I didn't like, it took me a minute to go, like, that is Cronenberg, isn't it? Yeah. Like, why isn't he weirder? <laughs> like, he's shouldn't he a, be a weirder guy? No, he's, he's just Steve a guy Cronenberg. that's, like, really dedicated to his job. Shouldn't he have, like, like shouldn't he be part insect or something? Right, like, yeah. It's it is, it's funny how, like, not weird he is and how, like, gentle he is during the home invasion at the end of the film. Yeah, but he is very, like, haunting. He is still very he, haunting, I feel like, yeah. I feel like he knows he's going to die and he's like, I might as well, like scar this guy psychologically before i die what a way to go out yep shotgunned in his in his living room that's how i want to spend next the last to my, day on next Earth. to my carton of ice cream yeah shotgunned you... by a guy named marty yeah oh what a nightmare well, his girlfriend's like come on marty we're gonna be <laughs> late for the to party <laughs> he's gonna be killed by a man named marty what marty. a fucking on his way to nightmare. a fucking party uh What'd you do? On, what would you do on your last day? I don't know, man. Um, take bumper cars on the highway. That'd be fun. I want to take a dump in the White House. Oh yeah, like, not yeah. in a bathroom. No, in the White know? House, right? Just in, in a White fun House. little spot, like a cat. Yeah. See if they can find it before the world ends. I feel like if I knew for a month that I had a month to do it, I could probably you get pull that it off. done. You can pull it off. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Maybe rewatch like. You know, the Sopranos, too, if I had a month. Oh, you know, I thought like you were saying it for a second. I thought you meant to, like, plan for your White House dumpage, and I didn't. No, no, no. It's just a few, like, a couple I was going to suggest, like, maybe watch, like, 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 White House Down or right the the West Wing. Right. What was the Channing Tatum one? White House Down. Oh, that is White House Down? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that before the end world ends. I do like a public viewing of White House Down. I think that's a good. I think that's that's a charitable thing for you to do, Dave. Yeah. If there is an afterlife, that would surely grant you admittance. <laughs> yeah. Or like the first thing I see is like, you know, uh, the afterlife and whoever's in charge just being like, really, that? I was <laughs> like, yeah. White House Down, huh? White House Down. All right. You went for that. I mean. If you're, I hope you're happy to know you're the only person to do that. So <laughs> there's that. Good for you. Uh, yeah, this, um, fuck, I don't really have much more have to say about to this say. movie. Yeah, I think. I to say that, yeah, it's just, a, what a pleasant surprise. Going into this film, hearing it was, again, Blindness is a good movie. Um, see it, but it's heavy. It's a lot. And like seeing that plus just it being labeled as downbeat i was like is this gonna be like the most sad fucking depressing <laughs> this is gonna movie kick my ass <laughs> yeah and and it was it ended up feeling like pretty oddly profound which is like hard for a movie to do 
you know, like I don't expect movies to be profound in ways, you know? Yeah. Um, it's difficult. Because it's a, yeah. And it, it's just like, I, and honestly, I don't expect this guy's other movies to be profound no. even after this. Sure. It's just like this sort of hit right. And now I kind of had that question. I was like, did it hit me right? And now hearing you, there's like sort of, you know, affirmation there that it's like, okay, so yeah, yeah they I, did a good job. I think they did. Yeah. I think this is a good movie. Yeah, and I, I didn't look up like I, I didn't look up. If no, it's I didn't like read anything well about the movie really, or yeah. anything like that. Um, yeah, it's well reviewed. Looking at the, I I read that the director apparently was um, given the a project. He it, it was is there's a project called Two Thousand Seen by from France, which was supposed to be about uh, it was a pro, they were producing films about the millennium. Okay. Uh, from the perspective of of different countries. And he was like, I don't want to do something about the millennium because after the millennium happens, no one will watch the movie about the millennium because <laughs> that's silly, right? So he was like, instead, he'll do something about the end of the world and basically didn't do that millennium thing and was like, I, I think, obviously, again, it is sort of a Y2K movie in the sense that he was uh, inspired by the millennium but it, it that's where it was conceived, um, according to all the stuff I read about it. So that's, that's interesting. Neat. Yeah. No. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. I don't know. I, I I hope more people see it because I hadn't heard of this fucking movie. No, but I mean it's Canadian, as, so. Yeah, exactly. It's, and as we've talked about, there are so many movies. Yeah, and it's a, it's a it's a independent film. This is a small movie. Yeah, it's a very small movie, um, but it looks big for what it's doing you know <laughs> looks like a big strong movie it's a big strong movie came out the same year as armageddon didn't it 98 yeah yeah it's a good year so hello nasty yeah, for... also came out that year yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so i don't know watch this and watch armageddon yeah do back it back to back do it they're basically the same they're kind of the same thing they're the same movie really they're yeah. both about the end of the world finding somebody yeah. all right all right thank you steven yeah thank you steven yeah, thank you. I never would have found this film if it weren't for you, and I am so glad I did. So thank you very much. Um, much appreciated. Thank you. This was through our, our Patreon, patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Um, you, there's a tier where you can you know, have us do We Just Watch movies uh, for movies that you pick out, which is how this got created. But we also, just for $5 a month, we have a bunch of exclusive podcasts on there. Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Muller's a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Future, Almost Spielboys, you can get them all for just $5 a month. We watch movies every Friday night as well. Uh, we'll probably watch Armageddon. I don't know if we'd watch this. Um, yeah, this might not. I don't know. <laughs> no, but we have fun. We have fun. We have fun. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This... We have a Discord community. Great, great community. Lots of things to do. Check us out. Yes, check that out. We also have a store. Head over to GameForThatEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original art and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your world-ending peepers onto that yeah. yeah and um look out for death yeah it's out there yeah it's out there get yourself a little, you know? little sex plotting room yeah tony todd's out there <laughs> he's gonna get you uh was there a microwave not the, not final in there? Destination. Like, it was his kitchen <laughs> right he turned his kitchen into his like sex sex it cartography was it was a room. sex kitchen yeah sex kitchen <laughs> Doing Which, his sex uh, charts. That's pretty great. He's microwaving mac and cheese. Yeah, there's just a microwave sex. buried under all these notes. 
Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. If the world didn't end, he was going to kill people. He's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, good on him. It's really it's a good thing in in terms of this guy's immediate sphere that the world is ending. It's possible the sun exploded just to kill to him. get rid of him. Right? Yeah. So I was like, we got to do something about him. Uh, I'm the sun. I only really have one thing I can do. Yeah, it's really one thing I can do. Well, two things really. Yeah. I can get really yeah. hot or really cold. Yeah. Guess which one I'm doing. 